0: Let the sons of it on earth sing,
1: I'm surrendering my all, I surrender to the King, you hold my hand. Prayer. Can we sing? It is well. It is well. I just got one prayer request here for our sister Serene Riddell. She says, Please pray for her. And the doctors found severe uh, health issues in her lungs and thyroid. I just so want to bring that before the Lord this morning. Many other needs. If you have a need that's laid before the Lord this morning, He sees your need and He'll answer it. Right? Brother Norton, could I ask you to open up the service in a word of prayer after you've seen this a few times? Amen. When peace like a river attends.
2: turn to in times of need, Lord, or no matter what our problem or no matter what our need would be, Lord, you are there on the scene. You're working in the background, Lord, even when we don't know about or don't see you, but you are there, Lord, as the songwriter said. Father, we just ask you might grant forgiveness for the things we have done wrong, and as I heard this morning of another brother ministering that, Lord, we do so many things wrong, and it's almost like we've... Try to get out of your grace. Yet your grace is sufficient to cover all of our sins and keep us in your blessed presence, Father. This morning we just pray for these needs, Lord. Many, many needs. Think of our brother Milko by the ABA, Sister Clara, Sister Ramona, different ones, Lord, that are out there. Our sister Serene now needing a touch from you, Father. Lord, you're well able to meet these needs. Just grant it, Lord, that we would have the faith we need to reach out and claim healing, Lord, and claim the promises, Father. For you said it's already given to us. We just need to claim it. We believe it, Lord. Ask now you'd be in our midst and bless us in this service, Father. Be with our brother as he brings the word. Just give him words of wisdom, Father, that would benefit your people this morning. Just ask you be with each and every one and bless us with your presence, we ask now. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
1: Take the morning offering you may have your seats. Want to greet those who are visiting with us this morning. Just want the Holy Spirit to make you feel welcome here. We have a special from our sister charity from Grand Prairie. If you could Get ready. Can we sing How Great Thou Art? Oh, Lord, my God, when I as Brother Murphy comes to preach, I wonder if we can sing, Worship the Lord, Worship the Lord. God will not reject
3: You are Lord. You're worthy for all the praise and worship, Lord. And only your children know how to worship you. Because Lord, we were sinner. And Lord, you saved us. Lord, we we're sick that you healed us. And, Lord, we were bound that you delivered us. Lord, we were in the darkness and you shined us light. Upon us, Lord. When we're far away, Lord, you reach it out, seek your children now, and bring the lost sheep to the sheepfold. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. And you prepared at a heavenly home for every one of us. We give you all the thanks and glory, Lord. And we're coming to this sanctuary. Lord, some people on the internet, some maybe in the nursing room. But Lord, we under the one spirit to give the worship and praise to our dear Heavenly Father. We give you all the thanks and glory, Lord. Lord, we pray that you take this as a little service. Lord, as Brother to Tom, Brother to Michael, and then different people that are away, Brother Tim and in Uganda. But Lord, you are still here. Lord, you want to meet your children's need. That's why we're coming in here to say, Abba, Father coming down to minister to your children's need, coming down to fellowship with your children, to speak it directly to our heart and to speak it softly to the heart, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and I ask you to take this service and that it bring your word to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. It's so good to be back to the house of God again. and. Uh, Brother Tom just asked me to uh, greet everyone. And they're just having a last service in, uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth, in Brother David McGarris' church. And so uh, they're having a wonderful service. in uh, the last few days, Brother Michael they're preaching on a Friday and Saturday, I believe. And they're having a wonderful, wonderful service. And uh, so Brother Tom going to speak to this uh, service uh, uh, this morning. will be the final service. And they want to make sure that I'll greet one of you. So may the Lord be a... Um, I'll bless you and be with us as well. We praise the Lord to give us a wonderful service this morning as well and to meet our need. And, um, uh, you know, it is a little bit hard for me to announce that our sister Claire just passed away this morning. And that's uh, uh, such a loss for all the congregation. I think it is especially uh, for Brother Jeff, for Brother Martin, and Sister Julian, and their, uh, also their loved little ones. Uh, but what we are uh, considered as sad, when we consider it, um, uh, um, you know, uh, that, that in our heart, but for heaven, that's again. And uh, we we do said, but we're not sad as the people in the world have said. And actually, just this morning, I was just thinking about the Lord. Before I heard this, I was thinking, Lord, how good it is. Uh, if we can just uh, pass, just cross to the river, and this morning, we we'll all go to meet our Lord. And what a happiest time that that will be. And our dear sister Clara, this morning, she passed it away. And she will never, she doesn't need a healing anymore. And he doesn't, she doesn't need our prayer for her anymore. Because she's in that eternal realm, face to face, with our Heavenly Father, which she loved so much. And we're so thankful. The Lord give us a wonderful testimony. Our dear sister Clara, all these years, she's been holding to the Lord, believing in the Lord, being a faithful woman of the gospel, the mother for the children, and we're thankful for the soldier. And But here, we're still on here, and let's press it on. Uh, one by one, we're all gonna go across to the river, and in that a sweet by and by. And that one day, we'll all be gathered at the table, there'll be no tears. There will be no prayer. There will be no fast. And we we'll meet face to face with our dear Lord. But before that time comes, we're still battling on this earth. But we are so thankful that we know who's the winner of the battle. The yeah. devil will think, well, I'm taking the desk, put putting the death uh, on our sister Clara. But he doesn't know. Just one breath away. And when she embraces her last breath, and she's forever in that eternal realm. Yeah. In that a beautiful by and by the Beulah land that we've been praised, that we've been worship our Lord, and now she's a face to face with that one. How we thank you! I'm jealous about her. I don't know how you're feeling. I'm jealous about her. More and more, I started thinking about that Lord. There must be a sweet place called the land beyond the river, and I'm longing for that place. And we're just thankful the Lord to give us a messenger at this hour. Yes, true. He'd been there. Then he'd come back. Then he said, you miss everything. Don't miss that. And we're thankful that's the land that is a reality to us. And thinking about if that's not a reality, everything that we saw, everything that we preached about, everything that we believe, it's just a fake. It's just something that's, a, that's not even exist. But how we thank you, the Lord, that He led to the prophet one beyond the curtain of time, and he said that there is a beautiful place, and the thousands of thousands of people and to run to him said of a dear precious brother, and if you haven't gone, if you haven't been went, we won't be here. But then he said, I saw all of you there, and to come back, he bring the message of this hour. To tell us there is a land that is a reality, and our whole soul was hinged on that. And this is the message that we believe. And God came down to vindicate that to be the truth. And by the faith toward that, by the belief that we know what we believe, know God has sent a messenger to us that has opened our Bible and to believe. And this is word that God has written to us, and He's come to fulfill that. Let's turn to the book of Jung. Gospel John. Thank you for the musician. Thank you, Brother Anthony, for leading the song that created an atmosphere so that it brings the, the presence of the Lord to come to us. Book of uh, Gospel John. Chapter 14. In Gospel John, chapter 14, verse 8. Philip says unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and he suffices us. Jesus says unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how seest thou then? Showed us the Father." Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and that the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me... The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do. Because I go unto my Father. If you don't mind, we just bow our heads a little bit and pray it again. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we open up this sacred book. We read the word, which is the God himself in the letter form. But Lord, we pray that you come down to reveal your word to us. Lord, as at the same time... And we remembered our dear brother Jeff and sister Julie and their family, and brother Martin, sister Diana, sister Jolene, Lord, all the children and her grandchildren. Lord, that as a family, Lord, that we have uh, we filled the the vacancy that is in our heart. But Lord, we thank you for the life that a godly mother has lived before his, her children and for us as well. We pray, Lord, that you bless this family, Lord. Lord, that comfort to the, all that her, her children, her loved ones. Lord, we have only one goal. Lord, one day we're going to meet over there with our Lord and with our dear sister and all the loved ones as the passed beyond the curtain of time. Lord, we thank you. As we're still here, we're pressing on. I ask you, Lord, you come down to fellowship with your children, to speak your word, Lord, to the heart that has been Lord, hurt, Lord, to the heart that has been cold, Lord, to the heart that has an empty place. But, Lord, may you fill them, Lord. We give you all the thanks and glory. asking in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And I would like to speak just on one of the scriptures that we just read here. Here That Jesus said to them, he that has seen me has seen the Father. So I give it as a title, when you see me, you see the Father. And there's another scripture here, just as you're sitting, that you don't have to turn to. I'll just read it for you because it's a very, very familiar scripture that we have been uh, read that in many times and that the ministers that have been uh, preached that in many times. And in Matthew 16 and 13, and it's when Jesus came into the coast of Assyria, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men see that I, the Son of Man, am? And I think that that's the question that the Lord has been asking not only uh, to those disciples, and he asked it to us as well. And the uh, one prophet was uh, the preached uh, many times, and uh, we, uh, often uh, we hear uh, speak, uh, he speak about uh, the Son of Man. I think that uh, one of them, uh, our pastor, has been speaking intensely, uh, intensely about uh, the Son of a Man's ministry, Son of a Man's uh, ministry. You know, I haven't listened to, uh, to that for years, uh, but I'll just say, uh, just in the last little while, uh, it just become more real to me. And uh, "How we thankful to the Lord that He had bring the Son of a Man's ministry in this hour, and just like, like what He did in the years the two thousand years ago, when that Son of a Man on Earth, and He led this Son of a Man, that prophet, that we call the William Branham, to manifest that Son of a Man that's right in front of us is nothing less but Jesus Christ Himself that's coming be, uh, before us." to reveal himself as the son of a man that in this hour. So if the Lord is willing, I would like to uh, go along this uh, line uh, in, in the next uh, little while. But Jesus asked a question to the people. said, who do men uh, say that I, the son of a man, am? And then he said unto them. And then the people started to say, uh, some said, you're Elijah, some said, you're this, some said, that. But Jesus asked them, said, who do you see? And then uh, say that I I am. And then Simon Peter answered, uh, that's a great statement, that he said that Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And then Jesus answered and said unto him, Bless art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. In another word, is not to the some uh, you're not to learn from the seminary. You're not learn just from the school. You're not to uh, learn uh, from uh, some um, uh, good people or a good teacher, but it's my heavenly Father revealed that uh, to you. And we can see that's the son of a man's ministry, is to reveal what is the Father that really is. So that should be the theme of the son of a man's ministry because when that son of a man, Jesus Christ, when he first came he do the only thing he said i do the will of the my father he do the business of my father that everything that he do is to manifest to express what the father really is that, that is the son of a man's ministry so then when we say jesus said to the peter he said the flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you even if we can put it this way even the, the flesh and the blood of jesus christ doesn't reveal that to Peter, but it's my Heavenly Father revealed that personally. The Father personally revealed to Simon Barjona, the Peter. So if we just that the flesh and blood reveal to the people, you can see that the flesh and blood is very fickle, if that's the word. They're very changeable. Today, the, the people can say you're uh, you a godly, and tomorrow the people can uh, reject you. Today, the, the people that are in the garment they can uh, make it a rue, and tomorrow they just change that. And today, they give you a, uh, uh, you can say there's certain people that uh, they, they put them to the, uh, the highest place and said that they're the, uh, you know, the greatest person, but uh, before long, give it a few years, and then that other person is not a great anymore. It becomes a low down, just as a rascal, just as in anybody that are on, uh, uh, on the earth. So if we just depending on the flesh and the blood, the flesh and the blood cannot reveal that person to you. No matter how good that flesh is, no matter how good that blood is, or no matter how good that person is, but if your revelation or what you know about God is only confined in that flesh and that in that blood, you didn't have the revelation yet. Because sooner or later, you will find out that the flesh and the, the, the blood, if it's just a human, if it's just a human being, no matter how good that, that is, or no matter how good that person is, or no matter how good that pastor it is, or that person that Jesus, uh, their, uh, church is, or the good family, or how good your friends it is, but if uh, the Heavenly Father has revealed Himself through the Son of a man's ministry to you personally, you haven't got a revelation yet. But if if the heavenly Father revealed Himself to you personally, then your revelation is not built on certain person. When that certain person that you look up to, if he's left, you are still here. When that person that was a good flesh, that in his uh, he was a nice person, wonderful person, or maybe even the preacher, or he was a, a wonderful preacher, uh, if you can call it your favorite preacher. But if he left, you're still here. Then it just in the last little while, I'm thinking about how many of the preachers that ended the message have left a message? How many of the, we call it a man of God, good flesh, good blood, has left a message? You know, before they left the message, when they're standing behind this pulpit or whatever pulpit, when we're listening to that we hold on every word that man said. Because we believe there's a God behind that to speak. But when that man left, I don't remember anything that he said. Because my revelation doesn't base on what is the flesh and the blood. It's the Father revealed himself to me. When you have that, church means everything to you. But church also means nothing to you. When you have that, the man of God mean everything to you, but it also means nothing to you. Because it's the heavenly father revealed himself to you. When the man left, all that he said, I was thinking how pity, what a sad picture that is. When that man left, we used to holding the word, every word that he said. But now you ask me what he has to preach, I don't remember one. God, take that out away from me. Because our revelation is not to build on certain man, but build on Father made himself personally to you through the son of a man. Amen. So if the Father revealed that to you, nothing going to shake you. No matter who left or who said what, well,, it was, uh, if that man was used by God, I trust the, the man. That uh, God used him to bring the word to me. But when the man left, God stood here continually, constantly revealed himself to us. And then, if a man has, uh, if if the man has, uh, if we have received a revelation, by Father revealed himself personally to us, and even our own failure won't shake us. Jesus said to Peter said, "This is not flesh and blood revealed to you, but this is my Father which in heaven revealed to you." So when Father revealed to Peter, even Peter's own mistake cannot shake him away. Even Peter's own failure, even his own denial, cannot shake him away. Sooner or later, when he will repent when he has turned back to look at Jesus. And he looked at that. He went back to cry, and to bitterly cry, and even then his own failure. And he said, "I'll go fishing." You know, in another word, to go back to this old rod, to go back to the where he was, to go there because he was so disappointed. But his own disappointment won't shake him away, because the father has revealed himself to Peter. That's the son of a man's ministry. And then, if this uh, father has revealed himself through the Son of a man to you, then it's a the father's obligation to keep you. Yeah. You said, Judah, does Judah feel sorry? Judah feels sorry too. Judah denied or rejected of Jesus? Does Peter deny Jesus? Uh, Sorry, does Peter, yes, Peter denied Jesus? Yes, he he denied Jesus as well. And does Peter feel sorrow? Peter feels sorry too. But there's a difference. If a father has revealed himself to Peter, then it's a father's obligation, his duty, he has to keep Peter. And if it is a man who revealed it to you, if your faith just only build on man. It has to be that man to keep you. When that man failed, you failed as well. But if the father revealed himself to you. And through the son of a man's ministry, in this hour, it's not just a certain man's flesh and blood revealed to you, but it's a father revealed to you, then father is obligated to hold you, to transform you, to keep you in your trial, to keep you when a crisis has come, when everybody, when everybody else is left, and they keep you that you're still here. So what is this revelation? is that the father revealed himself through the son of a man. And when you, by saying the son of a man's ministry, you don't say it is just a man. You don't say it is just a flesh and blood. When you say, when you see that the father is a person, is a life behind it, then you, through the son of a Man ministry, you see the father. Because you're not just seeing the man. It's because the Father has revealed his own life to you personally. And then you and the Father become a one. And that is supposed to also happen in this hour as well. And then in the book of Luke, chapter 17. And when Jesus is talking about what else, um, pretending to this age... And he said that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of a son of a man. Then he mentioned it again. They did eat, they drank, they married wives; they were given in marriage until the date of Noah entering into the ark, and that the flood came and destroyed them all. And but then that in the thirty chapter seventeen thirty, that is a familiar scripture that also made it real in this hour. He said, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. It doesn't take it a rocket sands for the people to understand that we're living in this uh, end time. It doesn't take it a rocket sands for the people to understand this is the age of a Sodom. I think in the many churches in the church world, they also realize this is a, a world of a Sodom. But they're just are afraid to talk about it. Because they can be categorized or marked as a hate speech, so that they can take away their tax or whatever out out of them. But we're not afraid to say that because our word is not a, our world is not this world. in any way. the sooner they shut us down, the sooner we get out of here. The sooner we're going to go to cross the beyond the river, go to meet our father. But he. Though it doesn't take the rocky sense to know that this is the date of Sodom, this is the date of Noah, this is the day of the lot that we are experiencing and everything, but it does take a revelation to know that this is the day of the son of a man. Because when we can see that said, in the bread of Adam an unveiling of God in all these years and in the 2000 years, and God revealed Himself as the son of God. But they rejected the Son of God, the Holy Spirit. And as they rejected the Holy Spirit, age after age after age, after the two thousand year, at the end of the age, just before he revealed, he come as a son of David, and God make himself, he become a son of a man again, to reveal himself that in this last of that hour... And it's not just to sort of reveal revealed himself as the son of a God, but in this last of the age, he revealed himself as the son of a man. But Abraham said that the reason they do that is because they reject God. So when they rejected the God, God himself becomes the son of a man that in this hour, in order to reveal himself. Because when God was revealed, nobody can see God. But God has to come that in the son of a man form... It's not just because he tried to hide himself from the people. Because that's the only way God can reveal himself. So when the people, when the church ages and rejected the God, God changed the form into the son of a man in order to reveal himself to us personally. And just like it in the Old Testament, when the great Jehovah, he revealed himself as a God. And he was thrilled that the prophet, and the prophet after prophet, he started revealing himself. But all the older prophet they only revealed to the Father, or revealed to the God, partially. Until that son of a man come, Jesus Christ, then he revealed the Father in his fullness. And you see, there's the same thing after the 2,000 years. Though there's a call that the men of God, that age after the age, Irenaeus, the Polycarp, and indifferent to one Columbus, Martin Luther, and the Wesley, they all revealed to the God partially. But at the end time, the same son of a man, Jesus Christ, revealed himself through a son of a man, like William Branham revealed the Father in this fullness, in this last hour. So what to the Son of a Man at the end of the Jewish age in the Old Testament? And before the New Testament and the age of come, he come, God revealed himself as the son of a man. That the the Jewish people. And that the same God at the end of the Gentile age, when everything crumbling, when everybody's in confusion, that God himself revealed at the end time the to the Gentile as the son of a man again. So you know that uh, God, he's a father. And as uh, a father, and that he uh, has a responsibility. And he has to uh, reveal himself to the, the people. He has to uh, give has a uh, duty that he has to fulfill. And Brother Brandon said that uh, God is not a grandfather. And uh, grandfather, uh, sorry, grandpas, grandpa is useless. <sighs> Grandpa, isn't good for nothing. Grandpa is a good-for-nothing. Grandpa is doty. Grandpa doesn't change diaper. The only time they change diaper is because they're taking photo. Grandpa doesn't breastfeeding their baby, even they want to. Grandpa is only enjoying that the baby when, he, when the baby was a. Uh, You know, it was good. It was laughing and everything. But as soon as the baby started to cry, then the grandpa said, Hey, 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 mom. Mama, go go feed him. That's a grandpa. He doesn't take responsibility. Sorry, I don't mean that bad. I'm just trying to make a point over here. Are you talking about yourself or Brother Murphy? It's not your business. (laughs) But God is not a grandpa. God is a father. Father taking responsibility. Father is not do not a duty. Father, father do everything that he can to protect his children, and father has to correct his children. You don't say grandpa corrects your children. You don't say grandpa spanking the children. Man, if you do that, you're in trouble. But father spanking his children. Father has to correct it. Because the father has the strength, has the, if I can call it direct responsibility to his own children. Grandpa is a, uh, I don't have a word to say that. Grandpa is a, a jumped. You understand me? I I just I, I know the Chinese word for that. Grandpa jumped. The father become a grandpa, but father has a direct connection with his children. That's why when God said he's not a grandpa, he never jumped. He's a father all the time. He has a direct connection with his children. And by the way that he is doing, you know God is not a grandpa. When God has spanked you, that means he's your father. When God cracks you, chastising you, that means he's your father. When God is taking a responsibility that are for you, he said, I'm so, I am should I?" I'm not a grandpa Let you do whatever you do, I correct you, but I'm also taking a responsibility that whatever that your need is, I'm taking a responsibility for that. He said he's an El Shaddai, he's a breastfeeding father. The father and the mother, hold the responsibility, all confined, all in our father, Jehovah. He's our father. It's all laid in him. And as a father, he knows his children. Whatever the need is, and he provided it. Jesus said, He said, For your heavenly father knows that you have a need of all these things. Whatever, no matter if it's small or this is big, Father all knows what your need is. And the Father having a different attribute. And uh let me just jump from the earthly father to our heavenly father. That he got the attributes that he's that a healer and he's a creator. Then he said, All oh, the attributes that he must save. But there must be people lost that he can save. And as a, a father, or that he has an attribute that he must, uh, when his children was lost, he must take his children to a Seeking the children back. Because of that's all his uh, uh, attributes. Or if I can call it, that's God's gene. If that, you can make you understand that. If the attributes is uh, too, um, uh, uh, too far, I'll say, God has a gene. And that that's all his uh, attributes that's laid in him. And God has to let his gene passing down. So, when God passes his own attributes, his own gene down, he gives it out to his children. And then I make him to become a father. And then you possess God's his own gene that is in you. That's all his attributes in you. Whatever God's attributes it is, you possess all of them. Because everything that God had. Has it a savior? He has it a healer? Whatever that is in God, He was all that's in you that in the small form. If God saved, that's why you want to save. It's not only you want to be saved, but you want to save. Whoever that has a lost the children, that you don't pray that a God will come down to save your children. Whoever that you got a sick, you got a sickness, that you don't have the, the burden, and the brother John. John was the preacher of the burden of the burden for salt. Whoever you don't have the burden that is in you, that you don't want to God to come on the scene to heal that person. Because you possess the same attributes of our father, you possess the same gene of our father. The only difference is that father has an ability to do it, but you don't possess the ability. But you pray so that the Father living inside of you, that he got an ability, he can save. He can heal. He can seek the lost of the one. He can bring them home. Yeah. But you have the gene that is in you. Yeah. Or if I can say you have the attributes that is in you. Does the attributes of God is also the thought of God. That's the message talk. God has the thought but that thought is in you as well. That desire is in you as well. You don't possess an ability, but God possesses an ability. But God transfers his attributes, his salt to you. That's why you have the burden. You have the burden want to be saved and to save the people. That's why you have the burden. You want to be healed and you want to heal people. Not you, but you pray that a healer coming down to heal that person. Because that attribute, that thought has to transfer to you. Amen. So when God said in Jeremiah, they said, I know my thought yes, towards you. Amen. Could we just say, I know my attributes? Yes, I know my gene? I know everything that's because you were in God in the thought form, in attributes form. But God said, I know my thoughts towards you. It's not a thought of evil, but thought of peace. To give you an expect it at an end. And I will say, God knows his attributes. God knows his gene that is in him, though in the thought form. But God said, I know every one of them. There's no evil toward them. Everything is about the, the peace because I'm a father. If I'm a father, I'm the father of a peace. And whatever things that you went through, he said, I'm the father that's living inside of you. My thought towards you is not thought of evil, but thought of peace. And then the thoughts of a God has to become a word. And the word is a seed. And that seed has to pass it on. But the seed can only through the son of a man. That's why God the Father become the son. The son of a man. Because of the son of a man that he carries the seed. That of the seed is wrapped around. Uh, or if I can see that the word was wrapped the salts. That is the inside of that seed. And then when he speaks to the word. And only the son of a man can carry that seed word. And then when that seed word proceeded out of the son of a man's mouth. Then that seed itself has a life in it. And when you receive that. You receive the attributes. The thoughts of a God. You receive the life giving seed. That is in the word of God. So, Brother Braman said, "In Christ, in the mystery of a God, to reveal." He said, "Now, back into the back part of a God's mind, there was a something that He was a trying and was going to achieve, and He had a motive in doing it in order to that Himself be expressed. God wants to express Himself, His thoughts. His attributes, or we can see that His gene there, and He said He wants." This attributes to be expressed. And Brother Ram said, In him was a love. In him was to be father. In him was to be son. In him was to be savior. In him was to be healer. And all these great attributes that we see already expressed, they were in God. But next one was very important. He said, But what he wants to do, he loved fatherhood. For he was a father. And the only way, the only way that he could express, he could express his attributes, his thought, is, was to become a son of a man. In order for the attributes to be expressed, he can only express that by himself become the son of a man. That's the reason Jesus kept saying, The son of a man. He said, see, they didn't know what he was talking about. Many of them. But now you get it? See, he wanted to express himself. That was his, one of his great threefold purpose was to express himself, identify himself with human being to reveal himself in Christ. So that's why when Philip... When it said unto Jesus, and he said, Show us the Father, and it suffices with us. You're thinking about this. The disciples have been with Jesus for all these years, that in this is the ministry. But they still don't see the Father. And they know that uh, he's, a, uh, he's a the Messiah, he's a the prophet, that it will come on this earth. But it the a very critical part of it is the ministry. Yes. Ministry. They didn't see the Father that revealed in the Son of Man, because we're talking about Father has attributes, Father have a thought, Father have you that are in Him, but the only way to express it is by Him become the Son of a Man, and only through the Son of a Man ministry can reveal what the Father really is. But also disciples they missed that part, and that's wasn't Jesus His whole purpose. It is to reveal what is the true father that is. Because of what he did, he didn't do anything else but to reveal what is the trueness of a father. And that's why then that Jesus said unto Philip, He said, He that has seen me has seen the father. In another word, it's not like if you, Brother Brandon an illustration, and that he said, the, the person asked him, he said, oh, I understand. That means uh, you and your wife is one. And he said, no. He said, that's a different one. He said, you, he said, you see my wife? Yeah. You see me? Yeah. But he was a two person. But when Jesus said, me and my father are one, they're one person. So that's why Jesus said, when you see me, you have already saw the father. Yeah. Nobody can see father. Nobody can see the attributes of Father. Nobody can see the, the gene of Father. But when you see the Son of a man, you see Father. You don't need to go to see Father again. When you see the Son of a man, when he manifested, when he vindicated it into the Word, when his work was revealed before you, you already saw the Father. And when you saw the Father, guess what? You saw yourself. Because when you saw the Father, we are the attributes. When he manifested attributes, that's my attributes. When he manifests himself, that's me. When you see the Son of a man, you see the Father. When you see the Father, you see yourself, oh Brother George. You see yourself not as a human. You see yourself not as a failure. You see yourself as a manifest, expressed, attributes of God. He said, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else, believe me for the very work's sake. It's not only just the preaching, it's the work. The Word has a manifest in its works. When you saw the work, you said, this is the Son of Man. This is the, the same Jesus who walked on the Galilee, but now walk on earth again. This is the Father that speak to me. And when I saw that, I saw the Father. When I saw the Father, I said, oh, thank God. I'm not a Murphy Wall. I'm not born from my father, from my mother. But I'm a born again from my Father in heaven. Yeah. And then Jesus said, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. You will be always to do father's business because there is a father living inside of you. You're not necessarily have to have the healing have the miracle that happened to you and Brother Brahm said no, 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 said stephen he said he's uh, like a billboard, and he said you might not see the blind people their eyes come to uh, come to the open. You might not see the the, the cripple that uh, by your prayer then start to rise it up. But you can be a billboard. Right. You can be the sign. Right. You can live alive, right. and their life will touch somebody. Right. It shows that the Father not only living the Son of a man, but Father living you, right. because you possess the attributes. It's not you are performing it, but that attribute of God Father living inside of you to live His own attributes out. I just shared a little testimony. I was it on uh, the prayer meeting the other today, and then uh, you know my uh, my uh, uh, my daughter and my son-in-law they uh, they live in the place. Uh, they had a a neighbor a neighborhood, and one of the uh, other neighbor, and uh, uh, just uh, live uh, beside them. And uh, one day, uh, my wife uh, received a call, received a text, I think. And uh, it was, it was at a neighbor. Somehow, I don't even know how he got our number. Then he uh, texted uh, uh, to my wife, said, said um, you know, can you, uh, I, need, uh, I need some help. He said, I need uh, to uh, uh, talk to uh, you and uh, Murphy. I, I only remember one time I went there and knocked on the door because we just visited my daughter, my son-in-law there, and we just saw started, while well, there's a neighbor, so we knock on the door and uh, tried to talk to them and open up the the door, and we just have a, a little conversation. I introduced myself, um, and uh, they introduced uh, uh, the, the man uh, of the house. introduced himself, and that's it. I don't, I don't remember that we even leave the number uh, to them. We just, uh, uh, just say hi, and then just say get a few words, uh, uh, try to be nice, and, and then we uh, we just left. And uh, just uh, uh, not long ago, I think it's about a month or two, and uh, the owner of the house and uh, the man. Uh, Texted my wife. He said, uh, "You know, I, I need some help." He said, "I I, I believe uh, uh, you you all can help me." So I uh, will just to make a long story short. And, uh, and my wife said, uh, "Would you want to talk uh, to my husband?" So, and he said, "Oh yeah 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 definitely." So I I, I give him a call. Uh, I said, uh, uh, "How are you doing?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, uh, "Well not not too good." He said, that "Actually, uh, he said I'm I'm going through with a marriage problem right now." He said, "I'm going." It seems like I'm, I'm going to be uh, uh, divorced. And uh, he said, uh, uh, Can I ask you to uh, uh, give me some help? I said, Well, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So I said, Maybe we can book up a time. So I uh, booked uh, uh, Tim Horton and we went there. And, and I have, uh, just uh, I invited him to have a, a cup of a coffee. And then we just uh, sit down and talk. I said, Well, bring me the story. I said, What's, uh, what's, what's exactly the problem? He said, um, you know, my wife, and we're into arguments, and we're in the process of a divorce, and the lawyer, she hired a lawyer to send a letter to me, and just a whole, whole bunch of things. And he said, you know, I ask you, you give me some advice. In this divorce case, what should I do? I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm not an expert in divorce because I've never done that. I said, but... <laughs> But if, I said, if you ask for that, I said, I, said so, uh, I, I don't know how to say it. But I said, if you ask uh, how to, the marriage life, get back, I said, uh, I can help you. And so uh, he said, well, he said, yeah, he said, uh, please. He said, I'm, uh, I'm not living in a house right now, and I have to move it out. And I was renting a place, and uh, uh, just, uh, just a headache. after the headache, I can't see my children. So I, I started settling down. I started talking to him. He says, about to, uh, 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 the, the, the message, because I believe the message has an answer. It's not a specifically just how to help the, the, the marriage, but that the, the message is that a person. And that that person, Jesus Christ, can get into them. If the person gives their heart to the Lord, gives their heart to the Word, and receive this of the Father that is in him, the Lord will tell them what to do. The Lord will bring them together. It's not that we try to send a rose or send a chocolate and do this and that. I think people in the world, they try that many times. But when you come to something like this, it takes that person to get into that relationship. So I, I was talking with him. But I was asking him, I said, why would you ask me? Uh, for this. I said, are you a Christian? He said, well, kind of. He said, I went to a, a church uh, uh, it was some of the church that's in the Burnaby or somewhere. He said, I go there, but mainly as a social. He said, um, uh, I asked him, he said, all they tell me is about how to go through the legal process, how to divorce and this and that. He said, uh, I said, why you call me? He said, I don't know. He said, I just felt well, the first time when I met you, he said, it was something just imprinted in me. He said, I just feel you could help me. You know, Brother Benjamin said, uh, he, said uh, he said, my whole life, my uh, all thing I do it just try to make the people's life a little easier. And it's, uh, uh, we're, I'm not trying to, uh, try to, you know, you've got to come to the church, you got to do this and that, but you just live a life. And the life was speaking about itself. Because it's not a you live, but a him himself living inside of you. So I was, uh, I was just talking to him, and then later on I said, uh, I said Jerry, you know, I, I can pray for you. I said, I believe that the same God, and uh, that he can uh, restore your marriage life. And he said, yeah, he said, uh, please, please do. So we prayed together, and then afterward, and we, uh, uh, we just break up from each other. And a few, uh, a few weeks later, uh, about a month or two later, when I go back to uh, their house, I saw his car. Uh, in the house. And before he cannot even drive in, his wife has locked the gate. He cannot even get, uh, get into the, uh, his own house. And I saw his car there. So I, I, I texted him. I said, hey, Jerry, how are you doing? He said, oh, I'm doing fine. I said, uh, how are you really doing? He said, oh, I'm really doing fine. He said, actually, I'm coming home now. I'm, I'm going to get back at home. He said, I've never been so good in my marriage life. I was thinking about it. You possess something that you yourself don't even realize. You possess it that attributes, the thoughts of a God that are living inside of you. Sometimes it's just by a little conversation, you, just, uh, you didn't try to make yourself or become a super spiritual or whatever. You just try to make it a person's life a little easier as a prophet do. But you never know what your life can touch in another person. And why? It's because it's the father revealed himself in you. It's the father that's living inside of you. It's not you that's living. It's not you trying to speak, but it's the father himself living inside of you and speaking through you. Because you possess the attributes that is living in you. It's not how much words that you say, it's not how much things that you can preach. But it's how much life that you live automatically. Let him live through you. If it's a father. And father is the head of the household. He's not only a lead. He also takes responsibility. And a father is the carrier of the seed. To let his uh, lineage continue. But as I said, only through the son of a man ministry. And the father is the one that has called his children back. That's how our heavenly father has done in the garden of Eden. It's not Adam calling father, father, but it's the father calling Adam, 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 where are thou? And father is to nurture. That's why he's the God of El Shaddai. Can nurture the strength out of him when we feel fret and fussing. And the father is the provider. When you are in need, he can provide your need. Father is the protector. When a family in danger, the father will protect his family. And the father has the last word. Father has the final word because he is the absolute. This doesn't possess it in a modern day society. But that's the Bible interpretation of what a father is supposed to be. Father has the final words, the last word. when Father said the blessing, the blessing is on. When father said a curse is on, curses is on. And even the Father himself cannot take it off of him. That's us give you an example of Jacob. And then when Isaac that it pronounced it as the blessing. And uh, his thoughts is Esau, but actually it's a Jacob. And he wrongfully um, blessed uh, Jacob, but actually that's the original thoughts of God. Because God wants to put to the blessing. But God has to through that the prophet father has to even blind the Isaac's eye so that the blessing can go to Jacob. And when the, Jacob, when the Isaac pronounces the blessing, he himself cannot even reverse it. Because of whatever he blessed, and he is blessed. And our Heavenly Father, he got to the final word. He's the head of the house. And he's taking the lead. He's taking the, the charge. He's also, uh, he's also the, uh, as the head of the house, he's taking the responsibility. When there's a blow, he says, come on to the, the family. We're the children of the God. He takes all the blow. Because he's a father. And he's a nurturer. He's called himself El Shaddai. He can nurture our need. He's a protector. We're not the protector. But he's the protector. Father is the protector. When his children were facing an attack from the Satan, it's not we try to get to the front, try to fight, but the father inside of you, he's the protector. And the father has the last word. When he bless you, through the words that you receive, that no devil can take that blessing out of him, out of you, and even himself cannot reverse the blessing. When God gave it the key to Peter, said, "I give you the key to the kingdom of the heaven." Even his own failure cannot reverse that key. Even his own mistake cannot reverse that, because when God blessed, He blessed. He's a father. He has the final word. Amen. But that father living inside of you. Brother Abraham said he swore about himself. He said that he made himself a real little. He talking about a God himself. A coming, coming to the womb of Mary and created it around him, a wall, which was the blood cell. He said no man knows nothing about it. Created his blood cell. The blood cell pushes to another, to another, another one. And all the nerves and everything begin to come in. And God himself of living in this, making a tabernacle. And he dwelt in Christ. There is a God walking around. He said, I and my Father are one. My Father is in me. That's Jesus in that day. He said, I and the Father are one. My Father is living in me now. It's not me do the work. It's him that dwells in me that does the work. Or I should say, that's the son of a man that in that day. Though he was in the prophet form, has a prophet ministry, but it's the father of God living inside of him. And then, brother, i make a turn. Right in the next paragraph, he said, How could I tell a man what was wrong with him? How could I tell him what his future will be ten years or what he was 40 years ago. But Brahman said, it isn't me. He said, it's him that lived in me. That come down, that through his blood brought me in fellowship with him. In that day, the son of a man is in a virgin born body. But in this day, the son of a man is in the sinful but redeemed body. Just like you and me. He said, how could my hand do anything by healing the sick? He said, it hasn't got a bit of power. It's not me, but it's him that dwells in here that does it. How could this man preach the gospel? He can't preach no gospel. There's nothing in him to do it with. He's a sinner by nature. But God come down and dwelt in him, made him a son of a God, and he preached the gospel. Why does he believe the word? Because the very God that made the word is preaching right through him. He said, how that I see it? Do you see it? There it is. The very God that wrote the word in the man saying, that's the truth. I don't care what anybody else says. That's the truth. Then Brother Bram said, there it is. God in the man recognize his own word. If you are the attributes, the Father's attributes are in you, it's not you recognizing the word. You cannot pull your strap to the moon. It's the Father himself living in you and recognize that the word that wrapped the thoughts of a God. Then the attributes that are in you because it's the Father's attributes. So when Father speaks, you recognize it. It's not you recognize it, but Father recognized his own word. Because the inside of you there is a desire. Yeah. Whose desire? Father's desire. Yeah. Father's a desire that in heaven he wants to express himself as a savior. Then Father's a desire. Inside of you said, "Beat it unto me according to your word." Father's desire in heaven is He wants to heal you. That the inside of you has that attribute, has the same attribute, same desire like God had. Lord, express that healing inside of me, Brother EBA. And the last of the attributes of God said, I want to deliver. That inside of you, there is the same attribute, same desire of God. Say, the Lord, deliver me. Amen. I'm here ready for it. It's the God recognizing his own word. Amen. It's God's desire to manifest, and you desire the same desire with God's desire. Say, Lord, I want you to manifest inside of me. Amen. Because that's the same attributes like God's attribute. Yes. God comes in here. God recognizes his own word and says, sure, that's the truth. Think about it. God himself say amen to God's own word. That's why when Brother Abraham said, he said that the evidence of the Holy Spirit is able to say amen to every word of God. Because if it's not God living in you, you cannot even say amen to God's word. But when you do that, that shows that it attributes the desire of a God inside of you said, Amen, God's word. That's the word of a God. That's the word I believe. Yeah. Then God starts to move. Yeah. He said, But God recognized his own word. That's why the last time I want to quote to the scripture, book of Romans 8 16, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. His attributes living inside of us. Then his attributes, then God himself has to wrap himself as the son of a man with that ministry speak to the word. Then this attribute inside of us, desiring God's word, receiving God's word, then they become a one. They're not a two anymore. You see me, you see the Father. Amen. Jesus the son of a man said, you see me, you see the Father. Then the same son of a man ministry in this hour said to you, you see him, then you see the Father. And when you receive that word, that spirit bear witness with your spirit, and then you have a Father living inside of you. Amen. Then you see me, you see the Father. Then they see you, they see the Father. If he is a father, that he is not a Jehovah God. Brother Abraham said in adoption, he said I. He talked. He said in Genesis two, he said when he made a man, he said I am Yahweh, or Jehovah. What did it mean? That mean I am the all existence one who has created something off of myself to be a son of man. Am I? Or a temporary or an amateur little one of mine. So he isn't a self existence anymore. He exists with his family. Amen. He become a father from God, he become a Jehovah. That means the God, the Father, now is a exist with his family. Yes. He said, and now he's a Jehovah. He was a Elo, Elo, Elohim, but now he's a Jehovah. Jehovah means the one who exists with his family. That's why he has to become a preeminent that in a family. Because he has a father, he must be the head. He has a father, he has the final word. There he is, God Jehovah, the one who once exists in self-existence, but now he exists with his family, and his little ones are with him. He become a father. That's what the name of Jehovah means. That he's a wizard of family. Yes. Then the last time, I want to put this two services, all two services t- together now. And the last time, uh, before that, I preached on the Jehovah Shammah. Then if he's a Jehovah Jera, he's also Jehovah Shammah. Yes. Then if he's a Jehovah, that means he's a father. He's a wizard of family. He's not just a Jehovah God, Jera. He's a father, Jera. And he's a father. He's not just a Jehovah Jireh like a far distance. But he's my father. He's your father. And that father is a provider. That father provides his own family's need. So he's a Jehovah Jireh. That means he's a father Jireh. And a provider all his family's need. He's not just God far away but he become a personal father to you. He provides. And in order for him to provide, he become the son of a man. And if we can say the son of a man reflects or expressed that a Jehovah Jireh. Because if the seven compound name of a Jehovah and Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shema, Jehovah Rapha, that apply to the Lord. That seven compound name of Jehovah is also applied to Jesus Christ, the Son of a Man. And if you apply to that Son of a Man, it also apply to this Son of a Man in this hour. Amen. That shows it's not just a Jehovah God in the Old Testament, but it's Jehovah Jireh is right with us. In the son of a man's ministry, it's not only the son of a man, but he showed us the father, Jerah, now come back to this family. He becomes the head when the clouds come, when the supreme judge come. He shows the father has come back to this family. The father has united with the body. The attributes of a father and the attributes of the body now united together. Whatever the Father said, the body do. Whatever the Father desire, the body desire to do. He's a father, Jairah. He's a wisdom of family. That's why in the Son of Man's ministry, that he said when he saw the division, the Lord said, store it up to food. Why do I have to store it up the food? Because he's the Jehovah Jairah. If it's the Jehovah Jireh, then he is the father that provides the food to us. Amen. Do you understand that it a sense, is not just a God, but he's the father that in this hour, back to this family, united with his own attributes. Amen. Then he is Jehovah Rapha. He is the father, the healer. I remember... That one of my children was born, and one time, uh, and Abraham was uh, got sick. It was uh, just a small little child, still sleeping in the crib. And as a father, you know your heart is to go for the sick children. And you pray, you pray, and uh, it seems like uh, nothing happened. He still got a fever. And then, uh, a night, a. Uh, I told my wife, I said, I'll just go to Abraham's crib. So I went to the, the crib over there. He was in another room. And then I lay down on the floor. And I was just praying. And then I fallen asleep. And then I get up and I try to touch his head, see if there's a still favor. Favor is gone. And his favor is not gone. And I'm still, I go to pray. That's the Father do. Because as the Father, that we are, our heart is for our children. But we don't possess the ability. But our father, if a human father has that type of a love to his own children, what about the father of the house? And we don't possess the ability to heal, but our father, he said, I'm a father healer. He said, you are the father. You only get the heart, but you don't possess the power. But I possess the power. I'm a Jehovah Rapha. I'm the father Rafa, I'm now coming back to my home. Think about it. If you have the physician, the doctor that I have the the chief doctor that in your home that can heal the certain disease of the specialist, how privileged you are. But our father, he is a great physician. He said, I'm the father, Rafa, heal all your diseases. There's so many of them, and I don't want to spend too, too, too much time on that. But you said you have that attribute that of a father. And then the God has that desire, want to express his attributes, express his desire. Then, if you have that desire in you, whose that desire it is? It's God's own desire. Let us lift that up to the level. This is not just a desire, I desire to serve the Lord. It's the attributes of a God in you want to serve Him. You remember, Brother Branham said, in the show us the Father, and he said, that God has a way to express Himself and that you can see Him. And he, uh, uh, Brother Branham said, you can see God in the universe, you can see God in his word. You can see God in his son and you can see God in his people. If I can see you can see Father in the universe, you can see Father in his word, you can see Father that in his son and you can see Father in his people. That is the hardest one. We can see God in the son of a man, definitely. We watch the sunset our tears drop down. We said God in the universe. Yes. We say that the Hubble, the telescope We see that the eyes of the Jehovah, the Lord. We say, yes, that's exactly the truth. That God is in His universe. God is in Word. Hallelujah. God is in His Word. Absolutely. That Word is the seed. But God in you. Wait a minute. I know Him too well. Or I know myself too well. Brother Ramon said that in the Masterpiece, if you have a I heard the a private interview that a brother my had with the sister Bruce, and that was a, such a uh, to me, brother Timothy. That's a revolutionary message to me. Though it is only got about a two minutes of that message, but that's a review. That's a little bit. That's a brand new uh, from a different aspect. And in that uh, in that a message, brother uh, said, in a masterpiece." Then in paragraph 57, he was talking about related with the situation that he was talking with his sister Bruce. And he said, on our interview a few moments ago, I was speaking to a person in a room. That's a present now. He was talking about sister Bruce. He said, but brother Branham, I have so many things that I know that's wrong. There's things that is wrong that you know. You might hide from your husband even, but you can't hide from God you just pretending that God is not there. Your children, you might hide it from your parents. Well, the reason is because God is not real to you. If God is real to you, you dare not to do a thing. If God is coming to your room with a pillar of fire, will you watch the things that you want to watch? Will you do the things that you want to do? Will you do the things you definitely won't? But because God is not real to you. That's why... The Father has to come, make Himself become a revelation personally to you. How take that desire out of the way? Is when God become a real. When He become a real, all this desire you was scared to death for those things, because you don't want nothing to affect your journey that will go to meet your Lord. That's why God is not asking you to you quit this, quit this, quit this, but He asks you come meet Me. I can make myself through the son of a man. That's the purpose of the son of a man in this hour. Try to reveal himself. Make a father reveal. Become a personal to you. Then Brother Bram was talking about this sister. Uh, this sister, he said, but look sister. Brother Bram said in a masterpiece, that said, you don't look at yourself. It's just what your desire is and what you try to do. And if you really love the Lord, you try to serve him with all your heart, and then all your mistakes is hide in the blood of the Lord Jesus. He made a way. And then he said in an inter, uh, in a, in a interview, he talked to Sister Bruce, but remember, he said, "In me being a sinner and before God, he said, I'm not sinner. Neither are you. We got a blood sacrifice Laying there, God don't even see us. He hears our voice, but he sees the blood of Christ. Whenever there's a sin, there is the blood of Jesus Christ still to atone for your sin. He sees the blood of his own Son, is our voice, Christ's blood. Then it's the Christ that's talking through us to God. So therefore, we're not sinner no more. We are Christian. He said, He took your mistakes. Your desire in your heart is to serve him. Christ took your sin and became you because your desire is to serve him. Your desire to serve him, let him become the sacrifice, the blood between you and your mistake, between you and your failure, between you and your sin, between you and your wrongdoing. It's the desire inside of you. Why desire is that important as I was saying before? It's the attributes. That's the attributes of a God. Because the attributes of a God has said, He said he wants these attributes to be expressed. In him was love. He needed somebody to let he can love. That's why he created usage of Juniper. That's why he created you, Sister Sherry. He wanted somebody that he can love. He's not just a lovey-dovey. He's not just a wishy-washy. In this thoughts, there's a certain people that are going to be born in a certain age that he can show his love. He got a specific people that he can let his love be upon them. He's not just to love everybody. He got his person, his neighbor, that he wants to love. Because in him was love. In him was a father. You give him the chance that to be a father. That he can reflect his fatherhood in you. Why? Because his desire is to love the fatherhood. That your desire, if it matched with that, you said, Lord, I love you. not your mouth, but in the bottom of the heart of the heart, at the inside of you, you said, oh, Lord, I love you. Who said that? That is an attribute of God. That attribute that is in God was years, years, the zillion of years ago. But now has it manifested inside of you. In him is the Father. In him was to be a son. Then the attributes that in Him to be a son has transferred to you. You have a desire. I said, "Lord, I want to be a son of a God. I want to be a daughter of a God." You are expressing that the attributes of a God in Him was to be a savior, and the inside of you you desire to be saved. That match with that a savior's desire. And when that two desire met together, when omnipotent met with another omnipotent, then the miraculous had happened. Amen. Your life started changing. The transforming power started coming into your life. Amen. In him was to be a healer. Not only just physical healing, but a mental healing too. Amen. And it healed your spirit and it healed your soul. That is a desire, the attributes of a God. And when you see that, then when you see the desire of a God, and then when you see the inside of you that have that desire, the desire for the attributes of a God, that you take it, receive it, then the Father living inside of you, have the power to make things start to happen that in your life. And the Bible said all these great attributes that we see already expressed, they were in God, but now it's living in you. And when you when you see that desire, then it's not just a man's desire. Then you have to ask yourself, who put that desire in me? That is the attributes of a God. You desire to serve Him with all your heart. That is the attributes of a God. And either you desire, Lord, come to save me. That desire is coming from God. And when that desire is a sincere, then a heart desire in you, then, Brother Benjamin said, Sister Bruce, God provides you a sacrifice. Then you don't have to look at yourself, but you look at that sacrifice. That son of a man ministry revealed the Father is there, but now it is here. And when a son of a man revealed the Father is here, then you see me, you see the Father. Because it's not me living. But He living in me, yet not manifested, but the Father has come back. The hell is age that we're living in, but the Father has come back. That's why the church world is so confusing. There was no Father. They might have the preaching, they might have the church, they might have this, or that, but they don't have a Father. But Father has to become a Jehovah Jireh, He provided a desire inside of you so they can manifest Himself. When we see that in the book of Luke, it talks about the prodigal son. That son has wasted all that is the father's head. And that son has gone into in the pig pen. But then the Lord wake him up. And then the Bible said, that when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough? and to spare. He was thinking about, I live in the world, in such a, the pig pen, in such a place, but my father, that in his house, has enough food, that not only can feed me, can also feed the servants as well. And he's thinking about this son. He was in the world, in the pig pen, in his lowest condition, that you can ever let us think about it. And then he come to a point that he has no resemblance of a father any whatsoever. And his feet is dirty. His hand is dirty. And his face is dirty. And the swallow just walling into the pig pen and trying to make a living. But in that condition, God still can wake him up. No matter how dry bone that a person might feel. But God still sent on the son of a man ministry, said to prophesy, does this dry bone can live again? He said, Lord, you know. He said, I prophesy, and then this dry bone become a living army in it again. And this son, when he was in that condition, and the Lord would wake him up, and then he started thinking about to return. Then I thought about, isn't that, that in the ministry that the Son of a Man in this hour that is to have it to us. That in the Malachi four, it said He would turn the heart of the children back to the Father. Amen. It's this Son of a Man ministry that is to turn the heart that is to back to the Father. That again, Amen. that you yourself didn't do that, but it's the Son of a Man ministry. God is specifically tailor made just for you. Amen. And then this young man. There's a son that he arose and came to his father. But when he was a yet the great way off, his father saw him. And out of compassion, and run, and fell down his neck, and kissed him. Why? Because to the father, he is the Jehovah Shima. He is the Jehovah God that is the present. He is the God that is the present. That in the book of Ezekiel says that the name of the city shall be called the Lord is there. If I can see, the Father is there, because He's a Jehovah Shema. That means He's a Father Shema. He's always there, to waiting for the son and the daughter, lost the son and daughter, to come home. But why? Because that's the attributes of God, the desire of a God as a Father. It's to let his son to come home. Amen. Then that same desire that in the son want to come home, that two desire met. Amen. And then he is the Jehovah, Shema. He's always there. There's a home. welcome the son coming back. Amen. And then the Bible said, "The Father has a compassion. The father' has a run. And fell on his neck and kissed him for a welcome. Father doesn't care how dirty he is. Father doesn't care that he has a wasted all his money, all his wealth whatsoever. Father just wants his son come home. And then the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am not no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoe on his feet. Father never ask him go back to have a wash. Father never ask him go back to have a shower first. He never ask his son to have a probation. He never ask his son to you clean up yourself before you get into the, uh, put your feet on the carpet. Father, put a best robe on him. On oh, his dirty clothes. On oh, his dirty body. Father, put a ring on oh, his dirty finger. Father, put a shoes on oh, his dirty feet. Because the Father, he is a Jehovah Jireh. He doesn't need that himself to clean himself. He said, I will provide you the best robe. Why? Because he is a Jehovah Tisdekinu. He said, "A God, my Father, that he is my righteousness. He doesn't need you to wash him clean. He said, my best robe will wash you clean. Amen. He put a ring on his finger. He didn't wait for the probation time. He didn't wait for him to be joined in the church for a few years. And then to say how you doing. He put a ring right on his finger. He doesn't care how you backslide. He doesn't care how weak you are, how you are like log and dead, that are in that in the church. He said, You just come home. When you come home, I put a wren on you. I put an I merited the wedding band on you. It's all by grace, all by his mercy. He doesn't care how dirty that you fell. He doesn't even care yesterday what you have done. He said, I have the best robe. Because I am a God, Father, that I am your righteousness. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about it. This is a young man that he doesn't even have a shoes on. He lost his shoes. He was running back home. He was in such a poor condition. You know what a shoes means for? In Ephesians 6 and 15, I have shot your feet in preparation and I've heard a gospel of peace. If we can say that, he lost the shoes. He lost the gospel of a peace. he been going to so low there. And he don't even know what gospel is. And he doesn't even know what peace is. But thank the Lord, he come home. Because God said, I'm a Jehovah Shalom. I'm not just a Jehovah Shalom. I'm a Father Shalom. I can provide you the peace. No matter how that end of the storm that you feel you were in, you might be not as a prodigal son that's in the world, but you are still lost your shoes. You lost the gospel. You lost your peace. You lost the joy. You lost the whatever the fruit that it's supposed to have. But he's a father. As a father, he provides his family's need. As a father, he's a father. Shalom. That is a father of peace. And whatever your need is, he is the provider. Amen. Amen. I can see this son that he still got his dirty face, and he still got his dirty body, and never take a shower. He was a just came out of from the pig pen, but he got a best robe on him. And his hand, probably, is grabbing for the husk from the pig pen. It smells bad, but there is a ring put it on him. You know, it doesn't take the probation for you to have the authority. As soon as you receive the word of God, as soon as you return, God put that ring on you. He put that authority of the word on you. It's not how long that you've been in the message, how long that you're in the church. He put that ring on you. He gave you the authority. He gave you the seal that seal you into the kingdom of God because he's a father. And then, you know, though he had a dirty face, he had a dirty feet, he has all this. And you know what is the shoes mean? Shoes also means the firm foot stability. If I can see this prodigal son, that he lost the stability. That in the gospel, he become a wobble. You said, "I never go to the word, I never go to the world, I never do all of this." But you saw there are certain people they become a wobble, they lost their stability, they start to look left and looking right, they start to wonder here and wonder there, they start to think about this one, think about that one, they lost their shoes, they lost their stability, and that the shoes also means that their promptness. And the readiness. That means that they're ready to do, to serve God, to do everything that He can, but He lost it. His no stability, His no readiness, He lost His zeal. And that's also a prodigal son. That's also the prodigal daughter. But when He went to return, He met His father. His father never asked anything else, His father just welcomed with a full embracement. His father just fell down his neck and kissed him in a welcome. He doesn't care because he knows he possessed everything that a father lost a child. You know what that prodigal son say? That prodigal son can say, when you see me, you see my father. He said, how can he reflect as a father? He's dirty. He was in the cockpan. He's due to everything that was lost. The last loss he can be. Even when he came home, he still had his worldly dirtiness on his face. He still had his unstable that is in his whole being. But a son can say, when you see me, you see the father. Because the father has an attribute, has a desire that a want to express is his grace. His father has a desire What he expresses his mercy. And this son, when he comes home, he can say, When you see me, you see my father. Because my father's grace is on me. My father's mercy is on me. My father's love is on me. In my weakest moment, but my father's mercy, grace, and love, and joy are still on me. When you see me, you see my father. As soon as they repentance, he can see, as you see me, you see my father. Because when I repent, then the grace of God falls upon me. Then the welcoming father has welcomed me back. When you see me, you see the Father. You might not see the Father's strength in me, but you can see the Father's grace in me. You might be not can see that the Father's mighty in me. You might be not see the glory of the father in me, but you can see the mercy of my father in me. You can see the love of my father in me. You can see that the patience of my father that is in me. When you see me, you see my father. And then let a the musician come. Then the father bring hither the fat of the calf and killed it. And said, let us eat and be merry. You know, Father is a Jehovah Jireh. He provided a fatty calf. He provided a, the sacrifice. He provided everything for his lost children and killed it. And he said, let us eat and be merry. Think about it. This time is not only this a prodigal son can rejoice. But all the rest of them can rejoice with him. This prodigal son, that he is coming home, has turned the whole house into joy. And his influence has also floated through, floated, rippling out to all the rest of them. His testimony, when they saw him, they saw Father. They saw all the Father's grace and everything God has showed, all manifest in this long lost son. And then the Bible said, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to marry. And in John chapter 16, Jesus said, at that day you shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you. Because ye have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. And I was thinking about what a son of a man ministry that the Lord gave us in this hour. The son of a man's ministry is to show the Father. It's not that Jesus said, it's not me pray for you, pray for the Father for you. He said, but the Father himself loves you. In another word, that the Father become a personal to you. That in this son of a man ministry, he said, because you love me, you have to believe me that I came out from God. And now it's the Father himself that loves you. And it's the Father himself that speaks to you. It's not just the son of a man speak to you, but it's the father himself speak to you. When you see the son of a man, ministry, you saw the father. That I can say to you too, that when you see me, you see the father. Because of the father living me. When I see you, I see the father. Not seeing them Not because you fail or you don't fail. Not because you live this way or you live that way. What is it? The desire. When you have that attribute, that a desire of a God, that a met with a God, that is the same father that dwelled in you, just like he dwelt in me. Let us all stand. Shall we sing a song? Let a worship person arise. Let's sing it all together, Father, Father, fa- Father. Be that you. of God's word. Whenever he spoke to us, we want to worship him because he manifests himself in his word. He manifests himself in the universe. He manifests himself in the sun, and he manifests himself in his, his people. How privileged that we are to be considered that a vessel, that a God, that a father can manifest through us. Think about it. Who are we? We're just nothing. We cannot. We can hardly be a good father on earth. How can the the Father reveal Himself to us? But I can say, yes. When you see me, you see the Father, because His grace is on me. He manifested. How? What a patience of a God is! And we should be a should be sent to hell a long time away. But this God, He come under the sin. This Father, come under the sin, and revealed Himself a to us and welcome us to home. And he met himself has thrilled us. What a wonderful father that we have. I was thinking about the story. Just the other day I was reading, Brother Bramley talking about the young slave in the plantation that he left it as his home in Africa. he become a slave. But he knew his father was a king. And then he held himself. He hold his chin up. He's always up and do it. And he was uh, always to trying to encourage the people. Why? Because he knows his father in another land is a king. I'm thinking about the Lord. I know my father is a king. And one day, my king, my father, is going to come to take me home. You know what's the uh, second part of that story of the slave? You want to hear it? You want to hear my story? His father gathered an army from Africa and came over and conquered the whole America and brought his own son back to his home. One day, that's going to be our story. We're a slave on this earth, but our father, our king, is coming. He's going to conquer this land, and he doesn't take us to heaven. He's going to reset up his whole kingdom right on this earth. Though we're still living in this slave body, but inside of inside, we know we're coming from another land. And we're not only just have a father, but our father is a king. Amen. Let me read you one quote before we just go. The Benjamin says, When a man wants to catch the vision of the invisible God and know that he's always present, is a Jehovah Shima. Amen. There is a, something that stable as the man's thinking. When you know that Jehovah Shima is right here, and that's stableness. It's not only just stable as a walk, it even stabilizes our thinking. Your mind becomes settled because you know God is in the situation. You know no matter how wayward your children is, no matter how contrary your situation, condition, met, but you know there's an invisible God who's our father, who's the king, who's right here. He said, that stabilized a man's thinking. It stabilizes his action. When you're thinking, it becomes stabilized. Your action becomes stabilized too. And in the time of distress and trouble, it will still make him look upward. The situation might not change, but it changes your saying. It changes your seeing. It changes your vision. You don't look at the left and right. You look at an invisible God and above the things that are happening around him because he's looking at the unseen yet by a promise. How thankful we have a father and we have a king. And one day, he's going to come it over. He conquered our heart already. He's right here with us. He's at the present no matter what situation this, But one day, he will get on the, right on the white horse and he's going to take his old sins we're gonna conquer this world. We're gonna take all this earth and set up as this new kingdom that are right here. That is the sing That again, let the worshipers that arise. And before we go, oh, let, let the, the worshipers arise. the
0: sound of the light.
3: Family, Father how we thank you Lord how we love you to know that we have a father that he is not just far away but that father is a living he pick up the nearest place that to us he's living in our hearts he pick up a throne right there and he'll live and he take another position there and never leave us And, Lord, how we thank you, Lord, for it is the Son of a Man ministry. Because you said that that's the only way for Father to express himself. Lord, when we saw this Son of a Man ministry, when we saw this God himself that is living in the Son of a Man and is speaking to us personally, Lord, it just stabilized our walk, stabilized our thinking. To know that the Jehovah Shima is always a present. He's always a here. And he become a head of the house. And he's the father of the home. He has the final word, he has the last say. Lord, we give you all the glory and the honor. Lord, I pray you, Lord, to, as we dismiss it ourselves, each one into each home, Lord, and may your presence never leave us. Though we leave it here, but let the presence of God go with us. When we' fellowship when we' fellowship it around you, more than when we're talking about you, when we talk about how grace of a God and the mercy of a God has been in all our life, Lord that we can truly say when they see me, they see the Father. Lord that they see that the Father's grace, the Father's mercy, and the Fathers receiving us. Thank you, Lord. may you bless your children. Lords as we continue to remember, Lord our brother Jeff and Brother Martin and Sister Joanne and all their families, Lord, and may you be with them, Lord, at this time, and may your comfort, and may you become a Jehovah Shalom. Let our Lord, our Father, who is our comforter, who is our peace, that you draw nigh unto them. Thank you, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we sing a song before we go to the days of Elijah? Just before we go, Brother Anthony, if you can help me. Thank you. These I are the days of Eli-
0: Shining like the sun, at the trumpet call of it's the year of
3: jubilee, Lord. out of Zion's tale, salvation come, amen, May to God to bless every one of you, you have a wonderful afternoon, and greet one another with the godly handshake. And say the best thing you can say god bless you all and until we meet again and continually pray for brother tom brother Micah. they're uh they'll be on their way home and then on tuesday and said also continue to remember brother jeff's their uh families and the made of lords just draw nigh and become a special moment that for them and sometimes we we'll be thinking that uh, what uh said things is that for the family but you know for god that is again And for us, we don't know what the Lord is going to do, but we know one thing. Whenever God does something, it's always good. So we just remember them all in prayer. May the Lord bless every one of you. God bless you.